podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I sell blue Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothband back in the chair. And this week's show is all about the last two games and the next two games to come. And that's the defeat in Monaco in the Champions League, the home draw against Liverpool. And then we have two more big league games away at Arsenal and then Chelsea. We've also got lots of questions from our Twitter followers and lots more besides. So the first question is, why on earth have I invited back Lisa Rabinowitz, Andy Connell and Stuart Brodkin? I have no idea. Answers on a postcard. But welcome to this week's show. The usual warm welcome. Thanks, Nigel. Always a warm welcome here. Um, Can we start with Europe? And how disappointing Andy was Monaco? Uh, It was was disappointing the first half, obviously. And I I think we didn't, you know, it's obvious we didn't turn up, but I think they certainly did. And, you know, as much as we were, uh, weren't ourselves, I think they didn't let us be. But, But why didn't we turn up, for goodness sake? It's the last 16 of the Champions League. I know, I know. They were very good. We were very poor. I think we looked a bit scared and I... We don't usually look as scared as that on those sort of occasions. And I'm almost thinking, I wish we'd had, I wish it had been a bigger stadium. Because there's something about, you know, 18,000. I mean, whoever was, if anyone was there, they could let me know what the atmosphere was like. The atmosphere was awful, was it? It's, I mean, the pitch. This is what I mean. You know, if it was Barcelona, if you're playing Barcelona, there was no atmosphere. It's one of those pictures, as I'm sure you saw on the box, with the old running track between you, and and that never helps in any football. But this is it. You know, you you see us in a big stadium on a big occasion, and I think there's something that Mm. they're big game players those i'm not making excuses i think maybe it wasn't enough of a scary rise to the occasion kind of a game it should have been you shouldn't need that but but Stuart, tactically it seemed as though first half pep went out with the intention of just keep the ball knock it sideways knock it backwards with no real forward thrust no real attacking intent at all during that first not whatsoever we had one touch in their penalty box in the first half so why did he set one. us up that way I mean, when he'd said all week that it's, we could, there's only one way to well, play? Well, didn't Cliche say that they didn't follow the mm. manager's instructions, which is a terrible indictment of the players? Yeah, Sandy, Sandy also said the same thing, yeah. and I, I can't. I mean, I'm glad they admitted it, yeah. but why are they having to admit something mm. like that? And it's not that. I mean, I know this was a much bigger occasion than some of the other times it's happened. It's not the first time that's happened, and it's inexplicable the difference between the first half and the second half. And mm. to just say, oh, well, once we did what the manager told us, we were much better. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But I think once the players have got into a, a style of play, mm. it's difficult for Guardiola jumping around on the touchline to, to, to give them, you know, the orders to do something different. Be, being controversial, yes. do, do you believe that? Or do you actually believe that Guardiola set them up to be more defensive? It didn't work, and no, therefore they... No, were, no, 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 no way. No, that's not how he is. That is not in his DNA to defend. No. But it's my job to ask those sort of questions. Yes. Do you understand why I asked yes. the question? Absolutely. And, and I nor do I believe that he thinks that us going out to defend was going to achieve anything, as we saw. Mm. It did not. I, I, I just, I can't, I, I, he must be so frustrated by it. Does it and, make- and also, but I, I do think one of the big things, that I, and I really noticed it in the first half, was a lack of leadership on the pitch. Yeah. And you do wonder if there'd have been more of a leader on the pitch that perhaps they would have been able to bring them round to, you know, we're not doing what we've been asked to do. And you're not talking about companies per se. You're no, about just a couple, somebody, a yeah, leader, anyone. Yeah, and, that, and I know you're, you've been quite vocal, certainly on Twitter recently, Lisa, about this whole leadership piece. Who do you think is on that in that squad who might be able to fill those boots? It's really difficult 
to answer that question, I think in the long term, maybe John Stones could. But at the moment, I think it's a lot to ask of him. He's he's still learning as it is. I don't think that's... But, you know, it, we, we change captain depending on who's starting. Um, it's a bit of an obvious statement. But, you know, you know it's like it's Torre or it's Silva. But Torre, I think, is better than Silva as a leader, but still not the answer and also not a long-term answer. But, but there's always a bit of a danger if you try and bring someone in, buy someone to be mm-hmm. a leader. So I don't know what the answer is. No, was. you can't buy a leader, exactly. But I think certainly Yaya, I was expecting him to play. Mm. And, you know, yes, he does disappear from games. But I think that first half, like the first half hour of the Liverpool game, he sets a tempo. He sets. He calms everybody down. He just. He does yeah. those lovely little passes that you know are going where they're supposed to go, and everybody relaxes into the flow of the game. And I think without him, that's a big loss. Were you when surprised we, when you saw the team lineup? I, 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 I couldn't there. imagine he wouldn't be there. Honestly, you couldn't imagine. You no, said. I was sure he would be there. Mm. And why do you think Pep made that decision? Why did he go with Fernandinho in that sort of holding role and, and Yaya on, on the bench? Honestly, I don't know. It didn't work. No, but you know that's not to say Fernandinho didn't have a good game particularly. But it's. You know, he hasn't been having... He's been out of position the last few weeks. Yeah. To suddenly put him back in and, expect, you know, give him a chance to play that role a few times. <laughs> it seemed a very odd decision. I a thought. mistake, Stuart? It's easy with hindsight, yeah, I think, isn't it? I think so. Everything's easy with hindsight, yes. We miss Joe Hart as a leader. <laughs> <laughs> Not that again. <laughs> but written- we haven't got a leader. And I think um, somebody like a company, if he was fit and playing next to John Stones, Stones would be world-class. There's no question he's got the ability to be a world-class defender. At the moment, he's got nobody alongside him, really, that he can trust. And, and, and leadership is a, is a big thing. I know, you know, football captains are not, are not as revered as cricket captains, say. But, you know, somebody on the field should be pulling the strings a little bit. Silver, unfortunately, is a bit meek and mild in that respect. He's a great player. He's 110% or more but he's not a leader as such. And I think Tory is a better bet. But as you, we've all said, he's not a long-term prospect. So, so who is? I still think, it, you know, let's not forget, if we score one of those late chances, we gloriously go through and it's a marvellous game plan, let them burn themselves out in the first half. And then it's, you know, it, every narrative changes with what happens. You know, and it's like one, one of those goes in. He's a genius. I mean, he was, he was wasteful, wasn't he? We missed. We've been, it, what's the prof- Puffligate is the word. Oh, that, uh, good yeah. word. <laughs> word. I bet you can't word. spell it. I, I nearly couldn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> so the Sane and Aguero all missed, or were all pro- all that yeah, p word. What's, that's the, what's the word the again? Profligate. P word. Profligate. Yeah. It's been the story of the season, though, hasn't it? The Chelsea game, the Tottenham. You know, all the games when we play people off the park, we could have put those teams away. We, like, every you know, and Guardiola knows that. He, he knows at the top level you don't miss that many chances. But having said that. Aguero is still, you know, in terms of games, minutes played, he's still the highest scorer in the Premier League. So he's yeah. doing something right. So what happened second half then? So, so, so well, clearly we did miss those chances. Aguero, certainly the, the P word, well, I, can't, I, certainly can't, I certainly can't say it, certainly can't spell it. So, so what happened in the second half? Well, De Bruyne seemed to come a bit deeper, didn't he, I think? Yeah, and and yeah. had a, a different role. He was awful first half. He was the, it's the worst I've ever seen him I play. agree. I had pulled him off terrible. at half time, but he produced a pass that... You know, created the, or helped to create, but he just seemed just much more comfortable in that sort of slightly yeah, deeper yeah, position. Yeah. He, you know, he was almost standing still when he got the ball, and he was able then to ping it around a little yeah. bit more easily. So that did change, and and it did seem to change things going forward as well. We had much more attacking intent yeah. in that second half. But but Monaco, um, like most teams, no matter how good they are, if you put them under enough pressure, they will they will crack. I mean, any the greatest teams in the world, if you put pressure on them. They're, they're not invincible. And Monaco, as good as they are, 
were there for the taking but, in both times. But we know defensively that they're as, probably as bad as we are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and during those periods in that second half where they'd gone. Mm. Yeah. And, and, you know, we really, we, we scored the goal. And, and it was then asked for the taking. And then, so, so we just, we didn't capitalise on that opportunity. And no. then the defensive, talk us through, because I know you like our back four, Lisa. So here's your opportunity, free kick. And it's a free header for the boy. I, I just don't know what they're doing. We, we can't really take set pieces or defend them particularly well. So we shouldn't you, be giving them wonder. away. We're giving no, too many stupid I mean, free kicks away on the edge of the box or not, you know, a bit further out. Why? We gave, we gave one away yesterday, yeah, very similar to yeah. the one that Monaco scored from. And I thought, oh, here we go oh, again. Yeah. But I I'd still think, and, and you know I don't particularly love our defensive frailties, but I still think the bigger problem is not converting the the chances that we're, we've, we're creating because we are doing more than enough to win. Not all, but most of these games we end up talking about in this way. Before we move on from Europe, um, because there might be a booing theme here, which you'll work out what I'm talking about in a oh, moment okay. for both games, uh, booing the Champions League, an- Champions League anthem uh, before the game. Are we? Uh, I will reveal um, how I behaved uh, in a moment. You may already know. Uh, are we for booing or against booing? Uh, Stuart Brodkin, please. Totally for it. Totally yep. for it. And, Andy Connell, yep. for it. And I will third it. Excellent. It's a good job I booed then, isn't it? <laughs> I couldn't agree more with the bastards. <laughs> exactly. I ate them. So, yes, we booed with great gusto. You'll be pleased to know, standing there in that crap ground of theirs with a running track <laughs> between us and the players. Um, so, let's tell you what, let's take a short break and we'll be straight back after this. We'll be better in the second half. Hello from the Geek Town Radio podcast, a show that gives you the latest TV, film and gaming news all from a UK perspective, plus the latest UK premiere dates and a ton of interviews from people such as Suits Lewis Lit, Rick Hoffman. It's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. To gaming royalty like Troy Baker and Nolan North. Would you really take a bullet from me? Uh, well, no, that's that's the acting. <laughs> from behind the scenes people such as the directors of smash hit US comedy Veep. We love Geek Town. My kids wear your t-shirts. To screen legends. Hello. Such as Mr. George Decay. Star trekking across the universe. For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio, available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier and from geektown.co.uk. Welcome back. Let's just ask the question then. Pep has never got knocked out of the Champions League at this stage before. Does this make Pep a failure, Andy Connell? <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah. Yeah, huge failure. Yeah. <laughs> he should go, shouldn't he? I think it's time. <laughs> Eight months. You know, he's had, he's had a chance. <laughs> exactly. But there it's are like, some idiots who are saying Pep out. I mean, it's a nonsense. I don't, are there? Yeah, of course there are. There really? are. Yes. There are people out there, maybe even listen, intelligent people okay. who are listening to the show. No, there are Sitting those. there now. You've just called idiots. <laughs> so, well, you are idiots. If you're saying pep out, let me know on social media. I, it's I at City Podcast. I haven't know heard a single City fan friend of mine, anyone, say that seriously. You know, maybe it's a media. You know, the media want to stir something up. Yeah. Ferguson had 27 years and won the Champions League twice. He, he's had eight months. And gone out in the you know the last 16 so i don't he's think had it, tens of hundreds of millions of pounds to spend he's got an amazing squad he's got the best striker in the, in the in the business and he's out the champions league he's not going to win the premier league and that's what he's there he's there i to think win you're trophies. right we, we should but, get him at, it's panic stations now we he should go we should get neil warnock in and just hold out to the end of the season brian horton <laughs> maybe <laughs> steve Coppel. 
Frank Clark. I don't maybe think it three deserves, names that I It doesn't suggested. deserve answering that question, does it? Very good. But there, I mean, Stuart, there are there are, there are believe it or not, yeah. one or two idiots out there. But saying, is, he must be disappointed though. Let's let's, yeah. let, let's be serious about it. He's never been out the Champions League at the league at this stage. That's true. But I we don't shouldn't. Think he, we probably shouldn't have gone out to Monaco, should no, we? We shouldn't. But I don't think he's ever inherited a, a squad um, as aging as this one. With as weak a defence, maybe that was bad planning. Maybe he should have gone in a couple of fullbacks, a central defender, but he didn't. The goalkeeping situation, I think he got wrong. Um, you know, that's that's difficult. T- two of his very best signings were injured: Gundogan and Jesus. You know, you said we've got the best striker in the in the in the league. We've got the two best, I think. Yeah. So, so he he didn't really. He wasn't starting on a on an equal footing with the teams he managed before. Anything left, Lisa? No, I totally agree with Stuart. I don't think it's you're not comparing like with like to compare what he's got to do at City with what he had at Barcelona and Bayern Munich. I, I don't think he's a failure yet. (laughs) (laughs) What would be failure then? What this season or just in general? In general, I mean, this season we're going to win the FA Cup and we're going to run us up in the Premier League, and uh, that's probably not going to be failure. But in, in the future, he's got to win the Champions League in the next two years? Yeah, if you're asking the owners, I think the answer to that is yes. If you're asking me, I'd like to get to the final, um, but I'd like to win the Premier League. And I know you Twice. Want, yeah, all right, <laughs> yeah. okay. That's, that's more important to me, but I know it's not what's more important to the owners. You've clearly answered the question about the anthem. Mm. Let's talk about Milner and Sterling for a second, mm-hmm. and, and this whole sort of booing situation. There are a number of people who would argue James Milner, great servant, sweated for the team, won stuff in our side, a bit of a hero, went to Liverpool, and he comes back and we boo him. Yep. Wrong. I, I loved Milner. I'm asking Lisa. He was Your my, moment will come. Sorry. He was my favourite City player. Loved him. Why does he have to continually mouth off about City? Can, I, I didn't boo because I, for, for that, for players, I, I don't see the point because it, to me it just shows them that we you were bothered by what he's saying. But I don't have a problem with the people who did because he's just being ridiculous since he left. Why not just walk away and be done with it? Sterling gets booed relentlessly, not just by Liverpool fans, but by every supporter every, every in the ground, country because the country. he was to blame for the terrible showing by England in, um, in the Euros, of course, um, and didn't actually say anything in particular after leaving Liverpool. I mean, I can understand Liverpool fans being annoyed by the way he left. I get that. But, but, we're, but of course, it's City fans who are terrible, terrible human beings because we're booing James Milner. Ridiculous. You think it's wrong, Stuart, that he yeah, was booed? I think Milner was a great servant. And I was sorry to see him go. But he's been slagging us off on social we, media, Stuart. He's we, been saying he has been saying things okay. about City, and that, I think that was the issue. Yeah, I think possibly, if he yeah. hadn't gone yeah. out there and said what he'd said, okay. I think he would have got a pretty good reception, actually. And people yeah. seem to have missed that. We don't normally boo our ex-players. Exactly. I okay, so there has to be a reason. I yeah, think Joey Barton's the only other one who gets booed. Yeah. Well, that's fair enough. But um, yeah, I, I don't think as a, as a club we don't boo our. We, we welcome them. Um, you know, when, uh, who came on the other week and we, we cheered him? Negredo. Uh, Negredo, exactly. So that's what, the beast. Type, that's what type of club we are. Sure. We're but not it, a booing well, well, club. But we did, to be fair, we, we did. did. We did relentlessly from the first kick. Yeah. Andy, thoughts on, on no, the middle I agree, of the situation? I agree with everybody. I think, <laughs> I, I think we are the sort of club that, do, that doesn't do that and hasn't done that. But we did. And we did. And I can see the reasons we did. Because why does he do that? I, I think there was a very simplistic narrative. With the, with the two transfers, you know, the idea that Milner is some kind of saint. I loved him when he was at City. 
I thought, you know, good luck to him when he goes wherever he's going. Sterling, that's the bigger one for me because I, like Lisa, I was sitting at Burn, watching the Burnley game. And the Burnley fans are booing him. I mean, what the hell has it got to do with Burnley? I don't understand. Is it really about England doing badly? Is that it? No. It's, no, it's a combination of that and everyone thinking it's some sort of mercenary. I, yeah. Because he got sold to another team. Oh, yeah. Okay, I don't get it. But, um, right. you, never hear, you never like to hear anybody booing anybody. But I'll tell you what, at least we don't boo our current players as some other teams have done. <laughs> well, we, we have done Oh, we do. Past. Do we? We boo Bravo. Oh, well, yeah. yeah, yeah. And True. people used to boo Bonnie. Yeah. Obviously, they're not it's great examples of servants to the club. However, I just don't agree with it. So, no, I don't like that. Yeah. But also, we boot, to be fair, there have been many occasions in our demise going down to the third tier where at the end of games we might well have booed them. Mm. I've had people running on the seen people run on the pitch, tear up their season ticket and chuck it in pieces. We, we oh, have had a, our moments. That was a normal occurrence. The, the, these <laughs> days you'd have to take a pair of scissors to cut up your season card. Pre- precisely. Oh, yes. Very good. It was, a, it was definitely a season ticket that was ripped up. Yeah, I remember you ran from the Kipax... <laughs> sort of vaulted the uh, <coughs> the wall. And, it wasn't and it sh- you, was it? It wasn't me. No, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Okay, listen, uh, let's talk a bit, a bit more about the game then against Liverpool. Some describe it as a great game. So, you know, a great game for the neutral. Would, is that how you saw it? I thought it was a very good advert for the Premier League, whatever that means. That's what people say, isn't it? And, I, you know, it's another game where we really should have been home and dry. It was interesting that Klopp thought that they should have won it, which... All right, they missed a sitter. Lalana, we missed a few sitter. sitters, but That's to me, we you know we were the better team as usual. <laughs> I thought I thought the thing that was that was telling was um, in the commentary they alluded to it, but also he was saying that from fifty to seventy, I think he said, yeah, we had said. them, yeah. and they did. I would have said maybe sixty to seventy. It was ten minutes there where Yaya had gone, De Bruyne looked tired. You know, the tiredness, the legs had gone, yeah. and they did have us at that point. But I thought for the whole rest of the game and to come back in the way that we did, was admirable. You know, I could see why he was very pleased about it. But we did look leggy, and I think you... St- I know throughout the season we've said the extra games of the Champions League and the whatever else, that we're not going to blame things on that. But if you look at... At this point in the season now, you look at them and you look at us. We're out on our feet after an hour. Yeah, that's true. They had a whole week to prepare. Yeah, no European week, football. Yeah. And certainly Yaya looked look, look knackered. Leggy, and uh, yeah, and a few others did as well, to be yeah. fair. But we came back, we bounced back. Fantastic ball from De Bruyne. It was so the only thing he yeah. did to me. He didn't do a lot else. No. It was very like the Monaco game where he was, he, he was very patched. And, and the yeah. thing with him is, he's almost like he doesn't have a bad game. It's like he, when he when he forgets how to play, it's like he's being beamed in from a parallel universe where they never invented football, <laughs> yeah. and he's just standing it's there just like shocking. I don't know what to do. And then he plays a ball like that. But that pass, <laughs> I mean, it was absolutely the, the touch he took yeah. to bring it down, and he passed it first time in in probably the perfect spot. It was sublime for Aguero. It was absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Sublime. And that's that's he's. He's world class, I think. I know. I know. Pep said after the game that he was so. He always says so happy. Mm. He's never happy. He's always so happy. <laughs> um, I don't think as a manager I would have been that happy with the way the team finished. Uh, that's a very crucial part of the game. It's certainly one of our most crucial uh, aspects. And we had chances in the last fifteen, twenty minutes mm. to put them away, and we didn't take them. Caballero made two very good saves in the first half as well. He did keep us in the game at that point. What about, what about, as a referee, mm. what about the penalty we should have had for Milner kicking, um, taking away Sterling's leg? Well, all I've do, I, I watched it back on, <laughs> yeah. on the telly, and when you watch it, they couldn't quite understand, first time, why Sterling had missed it. Was there yeah. It yeah. wasn't until it had been slowed down, replayed 97 times, that somebody said, oh, hold on a minute, I mm. think he might have just caught his foot there. Yes, you did. So, but Sterling doesn't... 
um, complain anymore. Well, you, you asked me a question. Yes, yeah, and, and so in real time, yeah. it, it didn't look like a Stonewall penalty, as everybody's no. now talking about. But now was there not a point in real time? The fir- uh, when I first saw that, I thought something is wrong happened. with that. Something's gone wrong with that because it's not natural. He misses it, and Milner is right there. And you're thinking, something's happened there. Now, if that's a Mourinho team, or is Suarez for Barcelona in the last minute of the game, they get that penalty. Because Suarez jumps up, runs around holding something, and all the other players run in and say that's a penalty. But it's, Sterling has got to the point now where he, he thinks there's no point in complaining no, about bad decisions. Yeah. He, never, he just walked away. He, he walked up almost, upset. A, almost apologetic. Yeah, he looked apologetic or upset, and he did that a few times when he was given offside. So, so because he doesn't do anything, the referee thinks, oh, well, maybe... I can understand happened. why a penalty yeah. wasn't given in that situation. Yeah, I can understand that too. And there you go, and yeah. that's it. Anything to add, Lisa? You're gonna, you want to have a go at referees as well? Yeah. Just because no. you know, I'm here? No, you're safe. It's okay. okay. Uh, look, I appreciate it's not an easy job. It just feels like, I mean, there were there were several situations yesterday that it felt like the referee got it wrong, possibly also including just booking Torre. Yeah. Um, mm. So it wasn't all against us. No, no, but um, it, again, it's far, what happened yesterday to me is far more down to us. One in the first half, not creating enough chances. We had a lot of the possession and we played much better, but we didn't create many clear-cut chances. And in the second half, not taking the chances we had. But at the same time, they also did have chances and Caballero did make a few saves. And when I left, I thought we should have won. And I think overall, probably just nicked it. But you can understand why Klopp thought they should have won. Oh, yeah. 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 Just going back to the finishing, Lisa, would you do anything different? Would you, I don't know, would you play Ihenacho, play two up front in certain games? Because we don't do that. We haven't really done that very often this season. Because because finishing is such an issue, and there's been a couple of games now, a couple of really important games where we haven't finished teams off, where we've had the balance of play, probably should have won. What could we, what should we be doing, do you think, in your opinion? What are the options we've got available? Other than just getting Aguero and saying you should be scoring more. Taking at this point that he's got the best score to time ratio in the whole of the Premier yeah. League. And let's not forget the lovely goal he did score. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think there is an argument. Li- I would like to see Inacho on the pitch with him, with Aguero a bit more. But obviously that then the question comes, who, who do you take, take off? Yeah. I mean, at the moment, I know he passed the ball, but I would say De Bruyne because I think he's having a bad spell by his own very high standards. But then we don't score the goal. No, well, well but it, it just, it, the whole situation is different. So you yeah, just don't. But, and I said at the time, and I know we'd only played a couple of games, but we are really missing Jesus. Mm. And I think you would, I, I look, it's one of those you'll never really know, but I wonder, you do wonder what the outcome of quite a few of these games would have been if he'd have been on it's the It's such pitch. a shame to see, have, to have seen that for a moment, isn't it? It's like, you know, one of those game shows where they say, this is what you could have won, you know, there's a car there or something. And you just say, oh. Yeah, he, he completely changed my outlook to such positivity. Yeah. And then it would just when's, when's he back? We've got, as Stuart said, we've got Gundogan and we've got Jesus, Jesus. both out. Do, do we know when either of them are due back? No, there's not been very much word on it. I no, think no, Gundogan's no. out for the season, isn't he? So I think they both are. Yeah, I would possibly. imagine they both are, but Gundogan's definitely. Uh, and what about uh, Fernandinho sort of finding yet another position on the pitch that he's not I, played I, in I before? Just put him, put him in the Fernandinho yeah. position and let him be that. I, I just think you're wasting. We're wasting a player. We discussed it before. It's the Paul Medley issue, isn't it? And the, whatever. Tony Towers. To, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it is. You know, and the poor, the poor guy. He's a victim of his own versatility. That's the problem. And uh, we know what happens. Indeed. Um, so listen. Uh, let's look forward then, if we can. Uh, we've got two interesting Premier League fixtures coming up. Uh, we've got the small matter of Arsenal away, and then Chelsea away. 
piece of piss, Stuart. Yeah, not absolutely. a problem, those two. Yeah. Well, Arsenal, are, Arsenal are in disarray, but by the time we play them, mm. they'll have a new manager. Um, Suarez <laughs> will be... Uh, you heard it first board. here, Stuart, Well, you've got news. You're, you're a sports journalist. You, you've got some inside information here, Stuart? Not at all. But, I mean, you know what happened. When a team hasn't won for weeks, they play us. Leicester yeah. City. Oh. Um, but, Wenger, let's just, let's just touch on this. It's big yeah. news. He's been there 20 years. Let's talk, talk about Wenger very briefly. Yep. He's, he's got to go. Just the way he was talking. He was talking cup half empty for the first time, wasn't he? I think so, you know, you'll know what I'm going to do quite soon. He's, he's out, isn't he? He's made his mind up, well, surely. There, there, are, there are feelings that he's going to carry on for at least another year. Maybe, maybe he'll sign up to your deal it's not been taken off the table apparently what's your instinct though he's, he's, he's going to my go, instinct going to is say? that he is stubborn and he'll try to carry on unless there's an absolute groundswell from the board which right. there won't be because he, he's a money machine for them Sure, from a business point of view, yeah. he ticks yeah. all the boxes. We, yeah. we know that, sure. So in terms of Arsenal then, uh, it's, it's a couple of weeks, of course, because we've got the international break next weekend. Um, so it's, they could well get themselves sorted, or do you think you know, we're, we're going to get a team who, as Stuart says, are in disarray and we, we should uh, take our chances, be solid at the back, have a brilliant goalkeeper between the sticks, and uh, we'll walk it? Oh, that easy. Um, well, as Stuart said, history tells us that in these situations, the team sorts itself out to play City. Um, however, and, I keep, and I've said this a lot this season, if we turn up for the first half and put our chances, I mean, it's a, a lots of ifs and buts, but we, I think we can beat them and we should, I think more to the point, we should beat them the way they are at the moment um, because Chelsea is going to be a much harder proposition. Mm. And if we don't beat one of them, I think... Uh, we're seriously in danger of fulfilling my pre-season prophecy of, of dropping out of the top four. Oh, dear. We are one to five to be in the top four at the end of the season. Five to one on. Oh. Piece of cake. Sorted. Spurs are eight to one on. We're five to one on, which means we're a certainty. And what were the, Even what, allowing what, for those What were the odds games? for Brexit and Hillary Clinton again? <laughs> <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Uh, Arsenal, done deal, sorted. Done deal, has to be a done deal. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. There's time for them to regroup, but I I don't think, I think their heads are down now. And I think we could be the final, you know, we could could do them in the league and, you know, it could be FA Cup half empty, couldn't it? Absolutely. You know, we could, we could. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. And then, of course, we, we give a guard of honour to Chelsea uh, a week later. We stand there and congratulate them on their... And then thrash them. I well, would love to beat Chelsea. We're not going to win the league. It's, it's too far-fetched to even think that. But if we could beat Chelsea, put down a marker, maybe for next season, that'd be marvellous. OK. <laughs> Stuart wants to beat Chelsea. That's no surprise. Tell we all. Well, we should, <laughs> anybody how, here not want to beat how, 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 how far oh. should we have beaten them at the Etihad? Come on. Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So... Well, uh, I'd we like to beat it. them and maybe they can have a player sent off just to make up for the fact mm. that they didn't. To, yes. to be fair, Stuart, we were in our scintillating run of form at the yes. time yes. and they were in disarray and things have changed slightly since then. Don't care. Well, things probably changed the next week when we lost to Everton 4-0 or something. It doesn't, exactly. you know, we, we, our scintillating run of forms has not, have not lasted long enough have they, throughout the season. Uh, no. But no. I, I would like to humiliate them. Guard of honour and humiliate, and then we're not going to do a guard think, too early. I think just just keep Fernandinho away from Fabregas is probably a yeah. wise key, move. And uh, can we not do an ironic guard of honour before they've even won it? We could do that, couldn't we? Yeah, yeah. and then beat him, and then yeah. suddenly they all fall apart, and yeah. then that would be fun, wouldn't it? Mm. Can I just put in a word of, of praise for the youth team who are in the semi-finals of the youth cup? Probably play Chelsea again, uh, I think for the third time in a, in a row. They're 6-0 up after the away, uh, the home leg against Stoke. 
I'm not sure when the second leg is, but they're going to get through. So except for the greatest comeback of all yes. time. <laughs> a Barcelona-type yeah. comeback. Well, on that note, a huge thank you to my three guests, to Lisa Rubinowitz, to Andy Connell, and to Stuart Brodkin. This is Nigel Rothband saying thanks for listening. I'd like to say it's been a pleasure to be here. And we'll talk to you all very soon. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for the Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one. Sports Social Podcast Network.